Next on BYU Sports Nation, surprise, surprise, BYU basketball working to shock the masses. But how exactly can they do that? Greg Rubel will pour us a glass of hoops knowledge and former NBA or Jeff Judkins on his team's karma-boosted 5-1 start in league play. Kyle Collins was scoring on an NBA court last night and another shakeup in the West Coast Conference Player of the Year power poll. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How's it? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back to work in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, January 17th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Yoli Bryant's future agent, Jerem Jordan. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want compliance calling me Spencer. Is Yoli Bryant an actual figure? Well, to somebody he is. <laughs> Yoli Bryant's putting up 40 a game. 40 league, a man. game for the Cougars. In league? Yoli Bryant's amazing. <laughs> we were. It's weird to do another uh, morning show. Because we did, we for the first yesterday. time ever, live at 5 p.m. Mountain yeah, yeah. on Super Tuesday. Yeah, it was fun. It was a great night. It was a nice mix-up. It was nice to have a morning off. It felt weird, right? It did feel weird. But it felt weirdly awesome. Yeah. Well, would you start to feel like that is not as cool as it seemed yesterday if it became the norm? That's the thing, right? Sometimes I think we just get so caught up in the... M&M's, M&M's, M&M's. Oh, peanut M&M's. These are really good. I love peanut M&M's. These are really good. I like peanut M&M's more than M&M's. Yeah, so do I. But yeah. if you only had peanut M&M's day after day after day after day after day after happy. day after day, I think at some point you'd be like, I'm getting kind of tired of them. Well, I need I peanut to, butter M&M's. I go to different, yeah. Right? Different candy. Yes. And a little switch up is always good. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Uh, just keep that in mind as you look for future professional contracts for your guy, Yoli Bryant. Yoli Bryant. <laughs> Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball will host LMU tomorrow night in the Marriott Center. Late tip-off, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPNU. LMU coming in with an overall record of 6-11, and 1-5 and in conference play. They can score it, but they don't play very good defense. Things to keep in mind as you partake of the game. You can listen to that game as well on BYU Radio. Kyle Collinsworth was back with the Mavs last night. He played 10 minutes, scored three points, had two rebounds, played some nice defense uh, for the Dallas Mavericks last night in Denver. Brandon Davies, Kyle Collinsworth, former teammate at Provo High School and BYU, played 12 minutes, scored 10 points, grabbed a couple of rebounds for Zalgiris in a loss for his team. And Jonathan Tavernari, 10 points, 3 rebounds, also in a loss for his team, AS Monaco Basket. Lithuania and Italy for those two. And the NWSL 2018 draft is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Nadia Gomes and Taylor Isom could be drafted. The draft will be streamed online at nwslsoccer.com, and we will have the latest on BYU Sports Nation. Wait, I just realized Jonathan plays for Sasadi, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know. And not- <laughs> He plays in Italy, scored 10 points, his team lost. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Surprise, surprise. The art of surprise is what, in many ways, 
helps make life as a sports fan fun. It's unpredictable. That said, surprise can be good or bad, right? Which takes us to today's Twitter question. BYU basketball will surprise you this season if blank happens. Use the hashtag BYUSN at Doc underscore Jomo. Nothing has to happen. Being as good as they are without Emery slash Mika is already surprising. Okay, so the surprise has already happened for Doc underscore Jomo. Well, that's no fun. I want more surprise. It's true, though. Uh, when you lose two of your top three scores, and all of a sudden you have to have this culture change and you have to bring in a new assistant coach to help with that, and the fact that BYU is in a better spot in terms of record and kind of the way they play, still trying to validate that, of course, and not finish in third and not go to the NIT. That would be the biggest differences. But BYU's playing better basketball uh, is, is nice. Yet, I want more... Surprises. Yeah, expectations are definitely a fluid conversation because when the season began, it was like, eh, let's just kind of let it play out. They don't have Eric Mika. They don't yeah. have Nick Emery. Like, it, let's just be patient. But now it's like, oh, well, may, maybe they can sneak in the back door and get into the final four, or the, not the final, <laughs> the first four of the NCAA tournament. And that's still too high for me. Uh, but expectations should be fluid. Because of what you do now. Yeah, yeah, you go on a date with someone, you're not like, you know what, I'm going to keep the same expectations I've had before all of these dates. No, 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 you change, you evolve, you adapt, or die. Reactions are fun. I mean, it it always deals with, well, what have you done for me lately? That's sports. All of a sudden, the loss to Pacific is not looking as horrible and world-ending for BYU's postseason dreams as it was in the moment, right? Yeah, it's an an 18-game tournament. Uh, before you go to the WCC tournament, a.k.a. the Gonzaga Invitational. I wish it weren't that way, but it is. And speaking of that, Jerem, what would surprise you let off by uh, something that uh, deals with the Gonzaga Invitational in our stat of the day? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. You always played in the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship game twice. In six years. Okay. To me, one of my surprises is if BYU got to Tuesday night. That would mean that they do something that they haven't ever done, which is beat St. Mary's or Gonzaga in the semifinal. In all likelihood, you're playing one of those two as the uh, two or three seed, right? I think, oh, okay, my other one is not finishing in third place. So if BYU, so if BYU was second or fourth or whatever, yeah, anything but third, I would be surprised if BYU doesn't finish in third, which isn't the worst spot to be in. I'm not sure this is the year and this is the group that's better than St. Mary's or Gonzaga at this point. Things can change, obviously. You have 12 more uh, conference games coming up for BYU. Let's see what happens. But those are my two. I, I, I want BYU to finish. Like, if they finished in second, that'd be a surprise to me. Or even fourth. I don't think BYU's the fourth best team. I think they're the third best team in the league right now. I'll be surprised if BYU wins two games against St. Zaga this season. Mm, so three left on the docket, plus potentially two in Vegas. I think BYU will get at least one. They have Amen. one home yes. game yes. against Gonzaga still remaining, and then two road games in Spokane on February 3rd, I think, and then St. Mary's just before that in late January. That's coming up. That's next know, Thursday. be here before we know it. A That's week in Thursday. Eight, eight days, yeah. Yeah. Can BYU steal one of those road games? Now, now, if BYU only wins one, 
NIT. Easy. If BYU gets two, probably still the NIT. But as we've chronicled and you came up with, two wins against St. Zagat gives you a chance at the NCAA tournament. Typically, BYU makes the NCAA tournament if they win two games against St. Zaga. I don't think it's a three-bid league, but we'll see. It's only bit. Remember, BYU's been this is the seventh season. It's been a three-bid league one time with BYU and twice ever. This is not a three-bid league. This is a one-and-a-half-bid league, generally. It's Gonzaga, and then is it St. Mary's or BYU generally? And St. Mary's is in, a, uh, in the tourney spot right now. If St. Mary's beats Gonzaga tomorrow in Spokane, they'll be ranked because that would be 13 straight wins, and they just knocked off, I think, the 13th-ranked team in the country. Yeah. I want Gonzaga to win that game and to be the clear number one because I want BYU to challenge for two. Against St. Mary's. If St. Mary's beats Gonzaga, that's not good news for BYU's at-large hopes, in my opinion. Because I don't think it's a three-bid league. I think you need a clear one, and then, and then you have a challenge for the second spot. Only one time since BYU joined the West Coast Conference has this been a three-bid league, and that was year number one, the year immediately following Jimmer. BYU got in as a 14 seed in the first four, and it was controversial. A lot of people thought BYU didn't deserve to be there, but they got in. They won that game, memorable game against Iona. But since then, it has been a one- or two-bid league. So what is BYU going to do to challenge then? That's the question. Win two games against St. Zaga. Got to win two. You you probably need to have max one more loss to non-St. Zaga to uh, maybe. And that's the other area I'll be surprised if BYU wins the rest of the non-St. Zaga games. If BYU goes undefeated against teams not named Gonzaga and St. Mary's, I'll be surprised because, again, as we've chronicled on the show, the Cougars average 2.8 losses per season to non-St. Zaga clubs in West Coast Conference basketball. They have one. They dropped that game to Pacific. If BYU doesn't lose another one of those, that would be a pleasant surprise. Now, if BYU doesn't lose one of those, and they get one regular season win against St. Zaga, and they go into Vegas and, and win a semi, there's a shot there. Because what has killed BYU more than not winning St. Zaga games, it's losing non-St. Zaga games. We're saying St. Zaga and non-St. Zaga quite a bit. Yes. I don't blame you if you're getting confused during this part. If BYU, BYU's gone into Vegas typically, not in an at-large spot trying to make up some ground. And as we just chronicled, they've been to the championship game twice – I think BYU needs to get to Tuesday. I think, like you said, they need to get two games, two wins against uh, St. Mary's or Gonzaga. So we'll see how this plays out. Will this team bury its head in the sand after losing two games in the first two weekends? Or will it emerge and play like it did last week? Granted, Santa Clara and Pepperdine are the bottom two worst teams in the league. Can BYU win? Can they take care of home court this week against LMU and USD? Can they go after Valentine's Day on the 15th and 17th and win at LMU, or excuse me, at Pepperdine, and, and at, at San, Diego. San Diego. That's going to be a huge trip that will tell us whether this team is going to challenge for an at-large spot or not. If BYU doesn't make an at-large, uh, you know, get an at-large bid this year, not bothered. I do want BYU to progress and take a step forward and see where we're at because next year things are different. Things are different next year when you have seniors and when St. Mary's loses its big three. Just for reference, TeamRankings.com gives BYU a 19% chance to make the NCAA tournament right now and a 0.4% chance to win the league. 0.4. 0.4. Yeah. 
because they lost two games in the first four. I, we don't we don't talk about BYU winning the league in Vegas at all because it's not <laughs> there's just a not a yes. chance that it happens. BYU hasn't beaten St. Zaga in Vegas. I'll be surprised if BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship. How about that for a third? Yeah. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. BYU basketball will surprise you this season if fill in the blank happens. At Melocopter says, I'd be surprised if Jasheer Hardnett or McKay Cannon dunked. <laughs> that would be a surprise. <laughs> Like when Jimmer Fredette dunked in the All-Star game last year in China and Stefan Marbury was like, what, you dunked? I didn't know you could do that. At Clark Amundsen, one BYU beats Gonzaga either time. BYU finishes higher than third in the conference, joining Jerem Jordan. But you said also if they don't finish, if they they don't finish, finish anything third. but third. Yeah. BYU plays in the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship game. Yep. Four, they win the WCC Tournament. And five, the Cougars get out of the first round of the NCAAs. Just that make the one. tournament. That fifth one, man. Oh, my Move goodness. Alert. Just, just make it. I would, I would happily lose in the NCAA tournament. For just this get tournament. there. Happily. Oh, it would be a huge, oh, be huge fant- success. It would be fantastic to lose, Spencer. To get to the NCAA tournament? <laughs> oh, man. And avoid a three-year streak of not being in the NCAA tournament? That'd be great. Teams don't brag about getting to the NIT. Hey, do you remember who won the NIT last year? Go ahead. Name it. Who cares? No one can remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Other than the school that won it, nobody else. No, 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 no. They didn't know. Unless you're San Francisco. We we won two NIT titles. We don't (laughs) brag about that. Coming up, Jeff Judkins, 4-0 since getting the BYU Sports Nation karma. Will the streak continue? And how will the radio voice, or just the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, answer today's Twitter question? What would surprise him? What do the Cougars have to do? Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The cool way to cast is the simulcast. BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN, especially if you want to communicate with Jerem Jordan at any hour of the day. Please don't, or if you want, whatever. Uh, Behind the mic with Greg Rubel. It's tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. It is a compelling and rich program. You should check it out if you haven't. Uh, We'll get the details about that show and what's to come in just a moment. Our Twitter question is, BYU basketball will surprise you this season if, and we want you to fill in the blank, at Laser Sheep with this tweet, I'll be surprised if BYU goes 3-1 and against St. Zaga in league play. I believe they can do it, but that would be a tall task. I think there is about a 10% chance of that happening. Hashtag BYUSN. I think 10% might be high. You start with a win in Moraga next week, and you go from there. That would be a big win. I'd, I'd said I'd be surprised if they win two of those games. I think we'd take one, and then you got to win a semifinal. Yeah. Man. Then you're in the combo, right? Yep. Then it gets yeah. interesting. Being in the combo is the uh, it's kind of the goal, right, at the end of the year. You want to make the tournament. For this team, to me, be in the convo. Be in the convo. Joining us now is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, fresh off another fantastic appearance on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose in Studio C, now showing up in Studio B to continue the work, man. Welcome back to the show. Good day, Spencer. Jerem. We thought that we'd have a cup stacking display yeah. last night with Zach Selyus. We did not. <laughs> 
Because it turns out that uh, teammates totally fabricate things about other teammates. <laughs> <laughs> and it made it I in. I think that's funny. I love. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Zach's reaction was fantastic. Yeah. Also, we learned from Zach that he didn't pay attention to his sister's At games. At all. But he got frozen lemonade. He, he remembers that. Now, in his defense, he was like eight or nine, I think, when she was playing. Like, yeah. he, was, he was a wee lad. When she was playing. That said, yeah, he wasn't up to date with what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> no more cup stacking <laughs> with Zach. And again, it how hard would it have been to just try stacking a couple <laughs> of cups? Yeah, give it a go. You never know until you try, right? He, could, he might have a hidden talent we don't even know about. Oh, we'll never get that chance. He's an easy it's, target for that team. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> we'll go uh, now to our Twitter question, Greg. BYU basketball will surprise you this season if fill in the blank. The Cougars finish in the top two. In the WCC regular season standings. Now, I'd be pleasant. Now, that'd be a great thing. I wouldn't be stunned or like, oh, it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a nice thing to happen, wouldn't it? You know, because they, they've been kind of in that third place hole for a while. It'd be nice to elevate and finish in the top two. And it's doable. I mean, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are excellent teams, and it would take a lot of doing to get there, but they could do it. And I, I'd be pleasantly surprised if that happened. Now, let's just say, and Jaron brought this up with me this morning Gonzaga beats St. Mary's in Spokane tomorrow night. And then BYU goes into Moraga and stuns the Gales. And suddenly you're even in the loss column. Exactly. Yes, now you're, yeah. yeah, now you'd be yeah. tied. Yeah. I, so I think BYU fans need to be rooting for Gonzaga. I, I think that St. Mary's is an easier uh, target at, at the second spot. And we'd have to favor Gonzaga playing at home and the way they've kind of rolled everybody. Now, the USF game was the closest game they'd had, and it was 10 points. Everything else was like in the 30s. Like their average margin of victory, I think, before USF was about 35. It's maybe down, down to low 30s, high 20s now. Sure. But they're just rolling people. Um, it appears to me that, that they're taking this whole second-place pick in the WCC thing pretty seriously and letting everyone <laughs> have it as a result. So, yeah, we favor the Zags at home. If they were to beat St. Mary's and then BYU takes care of business in Moraga, then suddenly you're in a second-place tie. And that top-two finish is all of a sudden a lot more doable. Yeah, I wonder, too, uh, what that would do for the psyche of this team that doesn't have seniors, that's a little younger, that's adapting well. Um, because they did lose two kind of early, and the climb is kind of hard. It's like playing in a game and you're down 18 or something, and you have to come back. You just expend a lot of energy trying to get back in this. So I think that would be a good situation for BYU. Take care of business this week and then see what yeah. happens next Thursday. You know, I say top two. Of course, the ideal is win the league, right? But you have an early home loss and an early slip-up loss, and so it kind of puts you, uh, it puts you two spots back. Uh, because the top two teams haven't had either of those things happen yet, a home loss or a, a lower, quote-unquote, lower-tier loss, even though Pacific is not really a lower-tier team right now. They're tied with, for third with BYU. And they've looked good, actually. They've won three in a row. And it's clear that Damon Stoudemire, with the people he brought in, has some good things going. So um, the loss that BYU took in Stockton uh, felt pretty uh, uh, rough at the time. And it's still a tough loss, but it's looking better in that Pacific has actually gone on one couple games more, beat San Diego, and uh, find themselves in a third-place tie right now. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Revelle, with us in Studio B, part of BYU Sports Nation, and our weekly BYU basketball coverage. If you had to create a headline for what BYU did against Pepperdine and Santa Clara last week, what would that headline contain? Uh, taking care of business is what it would say. We talked yeah. about Tal Bachman. Um, yeah. yesterday. Son of Randy Bachman. Yeah, exactly. Great Canadian, by the way. Randy that's Bachman. That's not a cool of, thing about Canada, right? Not today. Okay. Uh, of course, part of BTO, Backman Turner Rover Drive, taking care of business. There you go. It all, it's a circle of life right there. <laughs> yeah. So they took care of business. Did we learn anything about BYU basketball in the last two games? Uh, yeah, I think Dave Rose's lineup change had the desired effect. 
um, uh, in terms of how they looked at the start of games and, uh, and, and uh, having Zach on the floor does some good things for the BYU offense. It's no coincidence uh, that, they've, that they're, you know, I think they're, what, 5-1 and when he starts and they've, they've scored well when he plays. Um, it's just an, it, it's, it's a component of, of how BYU played last week. And uh, I, I think it was a positive development. Yeah. Zach's shooting like 75% or something from twos. And the team is shooting yeah. well as well, yeah. which is a stat that matters. Leads us to uh, a stat that matters. Zach Selyus, by the way, 73.5% on his two-point field goal attempts. Uh, so there is value, I think, guys, in making the shots you expect to make. Um, and, and BYU this year is shooting 55%, 54.9 to be precise, on its two-point field goal attempts. And that's the best number of the Dave Rose era. Wow. Okay. And the best season over season improvement in years and years and years. They're up 4% on the two point field goals from just last year. Last year was, you know, they had a pretty good inside player in Eric Mika, right? But they're still 4% better on the inside shots right now than they were uh, last year with Eric Mika. It helps when Yoli's dunking everything. But uh, between, between Yoli and, and Zach Selyus and Luke Worthington, those three primarily. BYU's doing well around the rim. You, you don't recall too many games like, ah, oh, they're missing all these bunnies. That's not a problem with this, team, uh, this year's team. And again, there's value in making the shots you expect to make. And that's what BYU's doing for the most part. Uh, as you see there with Eli, uh, they've got good drivers and really good finishers around the rim. So that's a high number, 55%, and helps their effective field goal percentage number, which is also very high for the Dave Rose era. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, I think, a stat that matters. When they get close to the basket, uh, they're making it count. And you want to be able to count on those. How realistic is it to think that BYU can keep up a pace like that as they get further and further into West Coast Conference play? Well, I think it's who BYU is. And when Dalton Nixon gets back, that's one more good in-close finisher. He's another high 2% uh, two-point guy. So I think that's who we are and who BYU is right now. When Dalton gets back, I think it gets even better. And Yoli Childs may or may not keep up his 20-plus his point-per-game pace. But I think, again, that's who he is. And a lot of what he does depends on how well the shooters are shooting, the outside guys. Because if you can make teams pay for doubling Yoli, he'll see fewer doubles and have a, a better opportunity to keep that number very, very high. Uh, because when you, you know, kind of guard him one-on-one, he's shown kind of a Jock Landale-like propensity to get to the rim and finish. And, uh, and so I think as long as uh, TJ and Elijah and now Zach – uh, McKay Cannon are making people pay uh, outside. You'll, it'll be less tempting to want to double Yoli in the post. BYU and LMU and then San Diego this week. Uh, LMU, an interesting game. USD, a particularly interesting game given their defense, but both at home. LMU is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a chuck it and crash team again. They're a good three-point team with certain guys like Stephen Haney, but for the most part, they just want to throw it up and then go get it. They're a great offensive rebound. They're, they're a top 10 offensive rebounding team, but BYU's a top 10 defensive rebounding team, so it's a good matchup there on Thursday. And LMU brought in a couple of really good skilled. Uh, James Bateman is a tremendous point guard, and you'll see him on Thursday. He's uh, averaging 17, 18 points a game. Um, but, uh, again, their style is very frenetic. Uh, they, they force a ton of turnovers. It is a very, again, the helter-skelter type style, including on the offensive end. Uh, and that's a home game to start the weekend. Uh, San Diego on Saturday, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's one of their better teams, clearly. Uh, the numbers all show it. But they've played six games in the Marriott Center since joining the WCC. Uh, they're 0-6, and the average margin of defeats 29 points. Mm. Now, there was a 58-point loss. Yeah, in the 91-33 that, that game. That, that skews yeah. things. But that said, they've never been within single digits of BYU in Provo, even including before they joined the WCC. They played seven times in Provo, never been closer than 10 points. So historically, it's a team BYU handles well in this building. 
Greg Rebell with us on BYU Sports Nation. TJ Haas scored 10 and 14 in the two wins for BYU last week. We've spent a great deal of time talking about his role and what he means to this basketball team. What do you think was different for him in the two games against Pepperdine and Santa Clara? It's going to sound really elementary, but he made the shots that he'd been missing. Um, yet, when I went back and watched those two games again, I was watching some more a video of him last night, it just seemed like um, the, the, the quick release quick fire, confident shooting TJ was, it just looked, it felt a little different to me, maybe because the shots were made, but it just felt like that guy was back again last week. And, and I think it really was just a matter of him making shots that he had been missing that we expect him to make. He was four or five uh, on the weekend in uh, Santa Clara. And it just, again, kind of looked like, oh, that's our guy. That's, that, that's TJ back again. And uh, as Dave said on our coaches show last night, all around, he thinks TJ is a better player. And again, the numbers kind of bear that out. It was really just, um, kind of really uh, the missed shots that he's been making that weren't there this year that kind of kept him from keeping his numbers where they were. Whether it's floaters or threes, he was more automatic last year than he had been this year, and maybe that's a good sign that he's coming back around because, again, it just looked right uh, watching him pull and fire against Santa Clara. Yoli Child said uh, last night that even if TJ doesn't score as much, he's still doing – he's making great decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I And I think somebody's got to emerge as the third scorer or – or two guys. Well, he is that guy. Like, he is the third scorer. He needs to be that guy, right? Well, he is. He already is. He was and he is. I mean, yeah. there are three guys averaging double figures, and TJ's the third guy. He is the big the third of the big three. Um, and, and, again, it's just a matter of shots dropping, and he is good enough to, to make those shots. And he's been that guy for years and years and years. Like Dave, Dave hinted at that last night. That's who he's been. He's been a scorer of the ball all his life. That's what he's got to get back to doing at a little higher level, and I think we saw a good sign about it. Yeah. All right, Greg, I don't know how you topped the niblick from last week, <laughs> but uh, we're going to uh, let you attempt to do that with today's A Cool Thing About Canada. Okay. So as everyone out there in the audience knows, uh, Brantford, Ontario is the home of Wayne Gretzky. But uh, Brantford has a lot more going for it than just being the home of Wayne Gretzky. Did you know that Alexander Graham Bell, inventor of the telephone, emigrated from Scotland to Brantford, Ontario. And it was in Brantford, Ontario that he invented the telephone. In his own words. Now it so happens that the telephone was invented in Brantford during my visit to my father and mother in 1874. So he had a home there in Brantford, Ontario where he invented the phone and the first long-distance phone call ever made. There's, there's, there's uh, old uh, Alex uh, <laughs> doing his thing. Yeah. That's, the, you know, that, that's like the old-school version of the flip phone. That was like really old-school right there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he uh, hit the first long-distance phone call was made in Canada from Brantford to a couple of the towns surrounding Brantford. Yeah. The original great one, Alexander Graham Bell. Followed by the later great one, Wayne Gretzky, all in Brantford, Ontario. <laughs> the original great one. Yeah. <laughs> Old Alex doing his thing. Yeah. Who knew that Al. Brantford was Big Al. of so many <laughs> yeah. important things? Yeah. Brantford, about, it's uh, slightly southwest of Toronto, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Is you can, there you anything can... that Canada can't do? Isn't that, isn't that the question? That I, is yeah. the question. Yeah. With this Are is we how really I, going there right now? We, hey, we, <laughs> I'm feeling stronger and stronger about that as this continues. That segment paid for by the Public Relations for Canada <laughs> Tourism National Department. Tourism. Yeah. Hey, a quick word about behind the mic tonight. Yes. Um, BYU men's volleyball is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, their head coach, Sean Olmstead, is on tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Travis Hansen is on tonight. Hey-o. And uh, Jason Shepard, our friend uh, Jason Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Now, for Sean, I'd give a couple extra minutes. If you have X amount of time, I would just add a few. I'll do it. Yeah. He, he's excellent for this. He's getting five more. 
He's excellent for this oh, format. Oh, this is we the love Sean. perfect yes. format for Sean Olmstead to yes. crush. I gave him a hard time at the Y Awards a few years ago. I was like, dude, you were the longest speaker at 403 <laughs> when I produced. And then the next year he goes up there and he says, someone said I was the longest speaker, so I'm going to try and be shorter. He was still the longest speaker. But I'll give him extra he's, time. He's awesome. Okay. All right, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, BYU mm-hmm. Radio, behind the mic with Listen Greg in, Rebell. live or on demand. Okay, you heard it. Put out the call. Listen to Greg Rebell and his buddies tonight. Our Twitter question today, BYU Basketball. Will surprise you this season if fill in the blank. More Coming up, responses on the way. Spencer's West Coast Conference Player of the Year Power Rankings. Did Yoli Bryant move up? Oh, man, Blaine opened the door, and we're just <laughs> running through it, aren't we? Jeff Judkins and BYU Women's Basketball on a roll. What do they need to do to continue the momentum? Juddy Buddy up next. There he is. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, as usual, hanging out in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Hashtag BYUSN. Get a nap tomorrow because Men's Hoops plays LMU at 11 p.m. Eastern time. A late one in Provo. Listen to it on BYU Radio or the app. It'll be on ESPNU as well. Okay, some fun notes about LMU as we refresh today's BYUSN headlines. The Lions, 6 and 11, 1-5 one in, in conference play. They can score it. They don't necessarily play very good defense. That's the old BYU, Spencer. They can score it, but they don't play defense. Listen to the game again live on BYU Radio, as Jerem Jordan just mentioned. Kyle Collinsworth uh, was back with the Mavs last night. He played 10 minutes, scored three points, had two rebounds in a, uh, in a loss to the Denver Nuggets. Brandon Davies, Kyle Collinsworth's former Pro Bowl high school teammate, Played 12 minutes, scoring 10 points, two rebounds for Zalgiris in a loss against the Bros Basques. And Jonathan Tavernari scored 10 points, three rebounds in a Banco de Sardegna Sassari loss to AS Monaco Basket. That's a lot Basically, of Italian happening right there. Brandon Davies is in Lithuania. Yes. And uh, Jonathan Tavernari is in Italy. Yep. And the NWSL 2018 draft is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Nadia Gomes and Taylor Isom. Could be drafted. The draft will be streamed on nwslsoccer.com. Of course, we will keep you up to date on tomorrow's show. And if you missed it, Ashley Hatch has a new home in the NWSL after her Rookie of the Year campaign. She's moving to Washington, Washington, D.C. Joining us now in Studio B, it's time for Jammin' with Juddy. Juddy Buddy, Jeff Judkins, the head coach, BYU basketball, NBA alumnus. Juddy, we always look forward to this. Thank you for putting up with us. Well, you know, it makes my day, you know, starts my day off in the right direction, doesn't it? So it's nice to be here. We give you some fire for practice, man. You give me some fire. I, I go in and they go, you went to the show, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you guys know? We always Jake with, uh, joke with Jason Shepard because he hosts the coaches show with you, which yeah. is on Facebook Live, which is cool that you do every week. And, th- and that's around the same time as this, so I'm always like, how were the ratings? How many views did you get? How many views did you get? <laughs> so you're doubling up on uh, on Wednesdays. That's your day, right? Well, it seems like that's the day everybody yeah. needs me, and uh, I can't be picky, you know. Um, so it's fine. It's I really enjoy trying to promote our team and what we have to offer, and so I appreciate being on this. And surprisingly, a lot of people watch this show, and they're pretty. They come to me a lot, and I see them out there and say, "Hey, we like having you on it." So appreciate it. I, I'm sad that you're surprised by that. <laughs> uh, I'm, surprised they're watch, I'm surprised they're watching me. I know they're watching you guys. Yeah, yeah they, they, but, they love uh, the guests, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. 
the majority of those people that talk to you, Coach, are well aware of the karma. And since you came on the show and specifically asked for a portion of the BYU Sports Nation karma, 4-0, when can we film the commercial with your enhanced testimonial of its power? <laughs> that is true. I didn't even think about it. I remember we talked about it, but we've been playing pretty good. And maybe it's the karma. Maybe it's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of different things. But uh, we have a big test this week. As you mentioned, the, the LMU boys are not as good as the women. The women are, have won 11 games, and they were in first. And they end up losing their last three in a row. But they have a really good team, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. And we got kid night. Or kid day, I guess. Uh, Thursday, they're going to have all those youngsters there, so it should be a fun atmosphere. At LMU. At LMU. Yeah, that'll be good. I think, uh, unfortunately, a commercial had to be pulled because someone else was with you in a commercial with us. Yes. But they got let go. So now we can't air that commercial anymore. I know. That's a bummer. It's kind of bothered me, yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to see that more. I thought that was a fine acting job by (laughs) you. Uh, I don't know if, for you, probably me. Hand in know. fist. I don't yeah. know. But, Staring but, down Jeremy. But, but, but I did have a lot of people say it was, it was a good deal. And so. I was legitimately scared, so that was sincere for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brenna Chase uh, broke out for 23 points on Saturday. Do you expect her to be more of an offensive weapon, or was that a good matchup, good day? Well, they zoned us, and uh, Brenna is probably one of our best outside shooters. But I think Brenna has been playing like this for the last – last couple of games and she's come in and given us a lot of energy and she's hitting shots. She's going to the basket and people don't realize how athletic she is that you don't, she doesn't look like it. And next thing you know, she's driving in the lane, laying it in and people, you know, so she's got some, she got some quickness. People don't really notice, but she's playing with a, with a lot of confidence. I think she's think the game's starting to come a little bit easier to her. And um, I just hope she can keep it up. She's feisty, she's pesky, she's yeah. persistent, and like Jerem said, scored a career-high 23 points. BYU now 5-1 and one in conference overall, 10-7 and seven on the season after those four straight wins. You mentioned your team's been playing better the last few weeks. Where have they improved the most over this current nice run? Well, I think you just saw one of them. I mean, Brenna Chase has played very well. I think Sarah Hampson, I've put her in the starting lineup and her defensive presence has helped us to start the games. Um, and, I, and I just think my, my bench is playing a lot better. They're coming off and giving us whatever we need. And uh, Malia has been more offensive, consistent, where she scored some. She didn't score a lot the other night because uh, just the zone and the ball just didn't get to her enough. But she's been more active. And um, I just think this team's starting to get to know each other a little bit better. Maybe those hard preseason games that we played good teams is, is, is helping us now. But this week's big. If we can, if we can take care of business this, this week, we can really put ourselves in a, in, a, in, a, in a good spot. Two games on the road, and this is one of those weekends where you acknowledge that uh, the travel in the WCC better than in the Mountain West. You're going to go to L.A. and you're going to go to San Diego. Do you, ever, do you take any time to enjoy the sunshine? Um, or is it all business? I, I know tomorrow or today, tomorrow we won't do anything. And if we win Thursday and play well, we'll practice early in the morning on Friday because we do play early game. And maybe they'll, they've already asked me, Coach, can we go down to the beach for an hour or so? And the way I look at it as a coach, you, you know, if, you, if you're smart and you prepare, let them do it and say these are the hours 
and you control it. It's, it's a lot better than just don't say anything. And then they, for some reason, seem to sneak out of the hotel room and go wherever they need to go. <laughs> yeah, control it. I yeah. believe that's the chaos theory from Jurassic Park. The more you try and contain things, the more they're out of control. Yes, correct. So just, yeah. So, Mal- yeah. Malcolm in that. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, let's start with LMU on Thursday. You already mentioned that they have 11 wins on the season. What's your biggest concern with LMU? And I know they have at least one matchup nightmare, a 6-2 guard that can play pretty well. Yeah, yeah that's that's the matchup that's hard. And we're going to put Malia probably on her. And Malia's done a great job of guarding perimeter and inside play. And so that's kind of to our advantage. Um, they they do have a guard that can really shoot it, cast. And uh, when she's hitting three-pointers and she hits them, in streaks, you know, she'll go and do nothing the first half and the second half come out of the woodwork and hit shots, which she did last year against us. So that'll be a good matchup with Brenna. And then we're going to probably put Cassie on their point guard or the kind of their off guard. Now the, the, the Abby Green, she brings the ball up a lot. So um, that'll cause some, cause some issues. And then Wallace. Last year, Kilani kind of controlled Wallace because – Wallace is more of a slasher and driver, and Amanda's going to have her hands full. Amanda is going to have to really move her feet and play play smart together. All right. After LMU, you go to San Diego, back-to-back road games. How difficult is that to handle as a head coach at BYU when you're trying to keep your team focused on a trip like this? Well, I think this is a lot easier than flying home. I'd almost kind of enjoy this trip more where you have two – you're there for, for you know for the week, and you just kind of have a little more time not to travel. San Diego is a totally different team, and that's the hard part. You have you have one day to prepare for them, and it's hard. People don't realize how hard that is. It's like it's like preparing for a final in one day. You know, you've taken I always it. did that. <laughs> how did that, that turn out my, for you? That's my that's, academic game that's, plan. That's probably you, yeah. you must be a lot better than most. But don't ask me my GPA when I go. To <laughs> But it's 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 hard. It's tough to do that. But you know, you you have to get used to it. You prepare in the preseason and to try to play those kind of games like that. And so uh San Diego beat LMU, so they're playing really good right now, so it'll be a good test for us. You've played in a lot of gyms in your career. Highland and Utah and yeah. the NBA and everything. The the slim gym. It's one of the best nicknames in all of uh all the league, right? That's yeah. a, that's a fun nickname. What what's your favorite gym to play in besides Bioys? Uh, if I was, if I wanted to play I, where I think the atmosphere and it would probably be either San Diego or San Francisco's gym, they've really fixed it up. It's kind of got that Boston, uh, you know, kind of feel to it. And I'd probably like to play in those two. And you kind of notice that guys that are good shooters seem to shoot good in those two gyms. And that might be a reason they kind of, kind of gives you that feel and, uh, you know, Pepperdine's the hardest. I think it's the hardest for, for people to shoot in, at least in, in our conference. And so, but those two would be for me. Pepperdine, uh, Firestone Fieldhouse, it's just kind of weird because you have a wall behind one basket. And then the other basket, there's an, there's an kind of an underhang yeah, at about curtain. 12 feet. And then a, a big white wall, yeah, straight up. So it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's the weird. the background affects you. Don't people say, "Oh, it doesn't." Yeah, it does. It affects you. If you're a good shooter, it affects you with people moving and everything. It's it's almost easier 
like in the Jazz or the BYU, and they got all those balloons. That's almost easier to shoot than kind of what you're describing. White, nothing, people walking. That it's sometimes so distracting you. You're focused. It, yeah, it kind of. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's gonna, and people, <laughs> it, you know, and I, I look at our team, and we missed a lot of foul shots there. And I look at some other teams. St. Mary's men, I watched them. They missed a lot. Hmm. So it must be something with that. The men's team for BYU has lost four in a row there. It's kind of a weird deal. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird deal. Yeah, you know, it is. it is. Coach, you have helped us elevate our game in Studio B. Loving the ending of your interviews with Jason Shepard. Once again, you called him buddy, rolling out in the halftime. We it's want a good this to sign. continue. It's a good sign. I did that because you caught me. <laughs> but, no, he, he is a good guy. And, I, you know, I really have, I enjoy him coming. He asked some good questions. Unlike you us. Know. No, you guys ask good questions. <laughs> That's when, you know, you hear all, all these guys are asking great. But he comes out and he, he really thinks about what he's going to ask me. And most of the time, it's, he's right on. He's right on to what, what's going on in the game. We just need him to do it on the show now, and then we'll go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Had to fire that last shot, didn't we? <laughs> Juddy, let's give you some more karma for the road trip, man. Oh, we can do it. Yeah, hope we can do it. Thanks, you guys. Let's keep it rolling. All right, man. Safe travels. Talk to you Thank soon. You. BYU basketball will surprise you this season if fill-in-the-blank happens. Speaking of the men at Mel Reed and Wright tweets in, they will surprise me if BYU beats Pepperdine in Malibu. <laughs> I'm sorry to be a downer. It's just been a long time since this Cali girl has seen the Cougs win in her town. Hashtag beat the waves, please. Yeah, it needs Four to straight happen. losses at Firestone Fieldhouse. It really does. We just talked about how weird it is with Juddy. That's exactly right. You always win there. That's what's good. Coming up, a Niblick update with Tyler Haas. And... My latest player of the year power poll from the West Coast Conference. Another (laughs) shakeup. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the studio. Bizzle, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Mountain, unless it's Tuesday. And if you missed our first ever live at Five Mountain Edition, you can watch that on demand. Yeah, do it. And guess what? The gymnastics team at the Brigham is ranked 18th now. They play uh, or compete with Southern Utah live on BYU TV Friday at 1 Eastern time. You will be live in the Smithfield house, and uh, we will chat with you, hopefully, on Friday during the show. Jason Shepard will have his next opportunity to ask some good questions some compelling in compelling and rich questions. Yes. Friday, to you <laughs> specifically. Our Twitter question today, BYU basketball will surprise you this season if fill in the blank at USU Coug 11. If BYU can get the win in Moraga and find a way to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, a couple of re- ways that BYU would surprise USU Coug 11. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Hashtag BYUSN. All right, my friend. Are you ready for the latest you know shake-up? You know I am. In our West Coast Conference Player of the Year power poll. Hit it! Spencer Linton's WCC Player Power Rankings. Now, to set this up, last night during the Live at Five, we had Yoli Childs in Studio B and asked him about these very specific power rankings. In fact, you took us there, Jerem. And ask him if he was okay being number two. Here's what he said. Every Wednesday, Spencer does a West Coast Conference Player of the Year power poll. Are you aware of this? Have you heard of this? <laughs> I'm not. 
I'm not aware of that. Are you kidding, or you don't actually know? <laughs> no, I actually don't. Okay, so he's he's had you at a solid number two for Ooh, a couple of weeks. Behind Eli? Behind Jock Landale. What what are your thoughts on this? I'm motivating you. Are you, hey, are you I'm offended? motivating you. I, no, I'm not offended. I mean, uh, do you agree Jock's, Jock, Jock's actually a great player. No, don't ask me a trick question like that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he handled it fantastically. Now that he's 20, he's just a different man. He's just, he's matured that much. He's so ma- Since he mature. turned 20 on Saturday. Yeah, he wasn't taking the bait. And Yoli Childs is not part of the major shakeup in this week's Power Poll. So let's get to it. At number five, Jerem, Jonathan Williams, power forward Gonzaga. He has dropped a couple of spots in the last few weeks. Back into the top five and surpassing Williams is your guy, Emmett Nor The EQP. <laughs> and there's a reason to this. I look at how much value a player has to their specific team. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of things for St. Mary's. When he wasn't on the floor, and there aren't very many times he's not on the floor. He plays the most minutes of anybody. Exactly. But he sat out a few minutes against BYU, and it was not good for St. Mary's. I mean, he averages nine assists a game. Okay, number three, the same as last week. Eli Bryant, number two, lockdown Yoli Childs, and number one is Jock Landale. Williams, Nar, Bryant, Childs, Landale from five to one in that order. Josh Perkins drops out of the top five. He's at number six this week. Okay. Do you disagree with any of the top five and their placing, Jerem? Uh, not really. Those are five really good players. Like, that team... That team oh. could compete with anybody. That's a good team, man. Yeah, I'm trying to gauge this by again, a little too big in assessing team, yeah. value of each player to their specific team. Emmett Nar and Jock Landale are the big two for St. Mary's. Eli and Yoli are the big two for BYU. And Perkins and Williams are the big two for Gonzaga. Although the Zags have six players averaging double-figure scoring. Now, here's what I don't want to happen with this. I want it to just be who the best player players are, okay. not MVP. Because MVP is so subjective. Like, Steve Nash was not the best player in the NBA. Kobe Bryant. But he was the MVP. Does that make sense? He had the most like value, value for his team. Value is so subjective. So subjective. So I, is this a value-based thing, or is this just who the best players are? Really, I just wanted to get Emmett Nar back in the top five because I know you love him so much. He will be texting you for your home teaching at the end of the month. <laughs> I really think that, okay, maybe with the value commentary there, Nar goes to number five, Williams goes then to Williams number four. Be, okay, so it's value-based somewhat. Just a hair. Okay. And it's subjective to this week, right? Yeah. Again, I can do what I want. It's my power poll. It is your power poll. (laughs) But is there power in the poll? Coming up, Cougars in the women's soccer draft, in which Cougars are hoping to hear their names tomorrow. And your elite tweet. BYU basketball will surprise you if... BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Greg Rebell, and BYU women's basketball coach, Jeff Judkins. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, mid-major madness is Will Moppin, who covers the West Coast Conference. Jill Van Mierlo of the gymnastics team, now ranked 18th. And Coach Steve Cleveland. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
men's basketball. Fighting Brigham's versus LMU tomorrow in the Merritt Center at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. LMU coming in with a record of 6-11. and 1-5 in league. Listen to the game on BYU Radio. Watch on ESPN. Also BYU, ESPNU. BYU Hoops is ranked 11th in the mid-major madness power rankings. Cougars in the NBA. Big rush of five because that's his Twitter handle. Kyle Collinsworth scored three points, had two rebounds in ten minutes for the Dallas Mavericks last night in Denver. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies plays in Lithuania. He played 12 minutes yesterday, scoring ten points and had two rebounds in a loss. Jonathan Tavernari's in Italy. He scored ten points, three boards. And Tyler Hawes had three points in a St. John's Edge loss to the KW Titans in the Niblick. Soccer. The NWSL 2018 draft tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Nadia Gomes and Taylor Gomes. Isom could be drafted. That draft will be streamed online at nwslsoccer.com. Volleyball. BYU uh, is fourth in the Off the Black National Media Poll. That's what I voted them as well. Behind Long Beach State, UCLA, and Ohio State, the Cougars beat number one ranked Ohio State last Saturday. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? I don't know. Let's discuss very quickly. Uh, who had an outstanding Monday performance? Well, Kyle did. Kyle did get back in the Kyle NBA. Kyle Collinsworth played in the NBA last night, so that's good. He scored in an NBA game again last yeah. night. Coming out of BYU, I didn't think he'd play in an NBA game ever because he didn't have the jump shot for it. But then uh, he got a two-way contract. He was waived. He got a 10-day contract. So hopefully he can make the most of it and uh, do what he does, which is not shoot from the outside per se. But make everyone better on the court, distribute, elite rebounding point guard. Rick Carlisle really likes him, the head coach of the Mavericks. Thus, you mean Jim Carrey? He gives him just opportunities like, like spitting image to get on Jim the Carey. floor. Our elite tweet of the day at Kiwi Jackman. BYU basketball will surprise me if they do better than their granddaddy did. I'm looking at you, Jimmer Fredette. Okay. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Austin Ainge. Back to work at noon Eastern.